Getting that warm, fuzzy feeling as the World Cup looms. This is cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 157. I'm Ed Hawkins. We're still suffering from that white ball fever. And strap yourself in because there's three weeks, well, more than three weeks, there's weeks and weeks of it left yet. And we're fine tuning to the World Cup next month. And we've got that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that punters have as we really start to get to grips and obsess over this format for the big one. If you say so, Edward Hawkins, um, Paul Krishnamurti of Betting.Betfed, do you have a warm, fuzzy feeling tonight? Hi, Sam. It's not my favourite format. It's my least favourite of the three. But on the plus side, I've been on a terrible run. But last year, the World Cup was brilliant. It all came good around the World Cup. So let's just hope for a repeat of that. And it might all be about to turn around. Okay, Uh, Richard Mann of SportingLife.com. I'm not sure if he's feeling fuzzy, but he's certainly warm tonight. He's on holiday this week, somewhere hot. Uh, I think they call that warm weather preparation. Back next week. So we have to put up with Edward Hawkins in a dual role, a player manager, so to speak. Uh, What's on the show tonight, Hawkins? Yeah, Caribbean Premier League outright analysis. We're at the do new more of the tournament. Do Guyana win big for us. Paul and I tipped them up to win this tournament. India versus South Africa in a three-match T20 series. Plus, we're looking at the last three games, all the strategies for Pakistan versus England as they move to Lahore. Marvellous. All the stats, trends, analysis, pitch reports, in-place strategies, players to follow. So much goodness, you lucky people. Plus the treble klaxon and the best bets. Let's start with the Caribbean Premier League. And as ever, we start with a bet for exchange outright, all subject to change. That first eliminator will be in action as this pod comes out. But um, Guyana Amazon Warriors are 2.242 favourites. The Royals, who they play in their first qualifier to reach the final, are 2.6. Then it's St. Lucia Kings at 6-1 and the Jamaica Talawas at 8.2. Both of those two have to win three in a row for glory. Um, those final two play in the Eliminator on Wednesday. We'll look at that game in a second. The big news is that surge from Guyana. And the big question is whether Paul Krishnamurti and Edward Hawkins, who tipped Guyana to win this thing, keep the faith. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, you are up first. Well, um, look, they certainly had the momentum. And the original theory that they would come good in this last stages with home advantage has come off quite spectacularly. Um, and likewise, the old adage about avoiding the early front runners is coming off, so I'm not too keen on Barbados. Though I will say this, I respect all four sides here. I don't think there's a lot in it. And we've got two cracks at reaching the final with Guyana. If they reach that final, I'll be laying off before them, because I assume they'll be favourite, like 1.85, 1.9. That'll be my time of cash out. OK, thank you very much. Hawkins? Yeah, absolutely. Layoff if Guyana gets the final. I think the strategy has been this Providence leg, hasn't it, that we've not been letting match odds bets run and we've been trading uh, for the odds to flip. 
And I think because we've had a decent run with Guyana for our money, uh, we don't need to be greedy and we can trade them if they get to the final, definitely. And it's strange for Guyana because they've not been a particularly Guyana-type side. Uh, They're not really um, bowling loads of spin. Uh, They're not relying on spin. That's because they're not playing on a Providence pitch, which is taking loads of spin. And they're um, a a non-traditional Guiana side. And that makes it a little bit harder to get to grips with them, I think. And that means our confidence is is a little bit no, because they're not actually the team that we we backed at the start of the tournament. They've not turned into that uh, spin-heavy side and just bowling sides out or keeping things tight with one end and needing like 140 to win it because of the Providence pitch. So we're a little bit unsure about... Uh, how they sort of, well, how they're winning these games, I guess. Okay, interesting. I think it was about four to one that you guys tipped Guyana at. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, love to get your view on this Providence pitch. It's been a road like never before. I think five from seven, um, top one sixty or more this season. And at the back end of last season, there were big runs too. Are you weeping into your pillow here? How, how are you feeling? No, I mean, it's fine. I, I, this wasn't really my underground, so it hasn't cost me anything. I haven't won anything particularly on, on it either, but on the runs in the, this ground. But um, this wasn't the ground I was planning to back unders. And I do think we could see big runs in these finals. Um, as Ed said, we, we you know we've had good runs here at the end of the season before. Last year at Warner Park, the lowest first inning score in the playoffs was 159. It went up to 205. If you go back to 2019 when the playoffs were held here, there was a 218 in the semi-finals. Now we're getting enormous prices in these games around about 200 plus. It hasn't been coming off, but I do think it could come off somewhere. And looking at the sportsbook odds, um, the implication is par will be pretty low again. It'd be around the 150-155 mark. So I definitely would look overs. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Hawkins, the first eliminator is on Wednesday. The Kings versus the Talawas, also from Providence. Kings are 1.92 with the bet for exchange. Talawas, 2.02. Please, could you give us a, a teams and a lowdown, if you have a moment? Yeah, Kings. Uh, not quite sure what's happened to Johnson Charles. We are discussing it off air with uh, Paul. Uh, he's in the World Cup squad for... Uh, West Indies, so he may have picked up a niggles, not been involved, but he's their top run scorer, top run scorer in the tournament. Uh, so I can't believe he was rested because they needed to win games to make it into the top two. But let's presume he's got a niggle. Duplessis, Dayal, Dick Vellock, Hose, Vitsa, Primus, Chase, August, Joseph, Ford and Royal. Tallowers, King, Canal Lewis, Mackenzie, Powell, Reefer, Alan, Nabby, Imad, Green, Pretorius and Amir. Pitch, as we've discussed, uh, runs have been a surprise to me anyway. Uh, death bowling an issue is also uh, at Providence. Late runs, the late run strategy has really been paying off, adding 50 or 60 in the last three or four overs uh, in your in-play market on your innings runs is one to go with. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, how do you bet this one? Well, I wouldn't recommend a big bet pre-match or anything, but I think the bet is slightly the wrong way around. Yeah, I would prefer to make a Talawas, um, especially bearing in mind what Ed just said about late runs. They are really well equipped. Nabi at, um, at seven, Imad receiver eight. You know, they they definitely have what it takes to go big at the death. Um, I notice on the in the uh, specials for this match, we can get seven to two both teams to score 170, and 17 to two both teams to score 180. That looks a very good bet for me. 
Okay, Hawkins, view from from you, please. Yeah, I think Paul's found the edge there. Uh, Kings aren't so good in that lower to, and middle and lower order, really. Uh, so they may well struggle to be, go for those big runs. They're loaded up top, aren't they, with Duplessis and Dale and Dick Willow and Hose and Vitsa. Not so much after that, whereas Talawas do back much further down. And King's problem here is they do come up against the Talawas bowling lineup, which has been the tightest in the tournament. And I think on a very, very flat wicket or a heavy run scoring wicket, uh, you need that point of difference. And Jamaica have definitely got that. Uh, and they'd be able to squeeze Kings, of course, who couldn't even defend. I think it was 194-195 against Guyana. So uh, Jamaica's better bowling could make all the difference here. And I'd expect Tallowers to at least trade sort of 1.6 uh, and we could do it that way. OK, I'm going to um, come to Paul Krishnamurti. Uh, any views on the tops or the side markets or perhaps just any other business you feel relevant, Paul? Um, well, in addition to those uh, both teams to score bits, and by all means, try the even higher bands at really big odds, one nine and two hundred. Um, I like Alzari Joseph five to two to be top St Lucia bowler. Clearly, the best of the best bowler they've got, best of their bunch. He's taken sixteen wickets. The next best of anybody is nine. Um, and I like a couple of players in the man of the match market: Rodman Powell fourteen to one, massive price, massive price. Think he could do very well if, if in good batting conditions. And although there is, you know, we don't know if he's going to play, it's worth having a crack at Johnson Charles at 12 to 1 because if he does play, that's the wrong price for the best batsman in the tournament. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Hawkins, finish it off, please. Uh, well, Fabian Allen's been a guy I've been returning to at um, big numbers for top run scorer, but it's not really done the business. Um, uh, and Sportsbook have kind of worked him out. I was hoping he was going to be a bit bigger than 12s. Mohamed uh, Nabi's a bit too short at 10s. Maybe it might be time for Imad Wazim to do something low down the ordinary. 30 to 1 uh, with bet for Sportsbook. And Roshan Primus at 17s is perhaps a little bit underrated. Okay. Lovely stuff. Thank you, guys. Um, best bet still to come. Pakistan versus England updates still to come. South Africa. Sorry, India versus South Africa series overview is coming up. All games, including those CPL matches, previewed, of course, on betting.betfair, where there are free bet offers, but over 18s only. Please, terms and conditions apply, and please visit begambleaware.org. India versus South Africa, the first T20 from Thiruvananthapuram. Wednesday, 3 p.m. UK time, possibly Sky Channel 1717. Who knows? But check betting.betfair closer to the game. That's game one. Of course, we're doing a series overview, so check back for the wisdom on game two from Bahasapara and game three from Indoor. India going off around 1.51. Over to Edward Hawkins for a lowdown on the teams and the venues. Yeah, India could line up like this. Rahul, Rohit and Kohli and Yadav absolutely locked in. Hardik also. Uh, Dinesh Karthik's in there. We've got Aksar. And then they're either going to pick out Arshdeep or Ashwin. Bhav Kumar has been rested despite him being in the World Cup squad. Uh, then Harshal, Bumrah and Chahal also locks. South Africa. Uh, well, this is tricky. Uh, I don't see how De Temper Bavuma gets into this side. He couldn't even be picked in the domestic tournament he is their captain uh but so look, he's gonna play isn't he so de Kock, hendrix rousseau 
Bavuma Stubbs Miller Pennell Rabada Maharaj Nagidi and Shamsi so Klaassen and Markram were probably going to miss out and now that's a big problem for South Africa with Markram because he would be a fantastic sixth bowling option but they want to pick Bavuma the skipper Jansen is in this squad but he's not in the World Cup T20 squad the first game is from the Green Greenfield International Stadium I don't know why you just didn't say that uh, Sam uh, <laughs> took about four, t- four takes to get that one right Nine out of 15 (laughs) have been won by the team batting second. Seven innings, these are all seven innings, first or second innings, less than 100, seven out of 14, side Mushtaq trophy matches. Barsapara, six out of 10 in the side Mushtaq in 2021, were won by the side batting first, and we saw only three of those with scores of more than 150 in the first inning. So we've got two venues at the front of this series where Ball has been dominating bat. At the whole car stadium in Indoor, it's a different story. We've got six, 160 or more from first inning. Side Mushtaq Trophy, again, from 10 matches. Three, and three of those have been 200 scores. And we've got seven out of 10, one by the side batting first. Okay, thank you very much, Edward Hawkins. Paul Grishnamurti, how much store do you put in Saeed Mushtaq's form for the pitches? Um, any useful stats for wages here? Well, we've got, to re- we've got to read them properly because that's all we've really got to go on. I think it's been one match at each of those stadiums. Um, obviously, I think that less, with those scores under 100, we'd, we've probably got to add 20 at this level maybe but i suspect that certainly in an india bat they'll the power line will, will be quite high so it probably does look like an unders game that first one um is in dore though i would go the other way we've seen a bit more of that in international than the occasional ipl game um there was a 260 scored here so we know there's got this big potential um Regarding the game more widely, I think it's just a fascinating game for the World Cup because I think India are under, massively underpriced. Well, massively, they are underpriced for the World Cup on reputation. And as Richard Mann's been saying all year, South Africa could be the value. Really, they they're up and coming white ball side, and if they can get that lineup right, and there's a lot of uncertainty, I think they will stand a pretty good chance in Australia. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, Hawkins says here to to tee you up for an in-play trade strategy. Yeah, uh, it's probably a watching brief for these matches. Uh, If we're going to be really greedy, we're hoping probably that uh, we can use this in-play in one of those first two matches uh, and get with India batting second going after sort of 170, 180. So fingers crossed those... Those pitch reports aren't quite there and South Africa can get a good score because India, absolutely brilliant in a chase. They've won 15 in the last 17 in chases. So if they can concede 170, 180 and they've had real problems uh, with their death bowling and South Africa are on the upward curve in T20. They beat uh, England, of course, don't forget, and they've been putting wins up against all comers Then uh, we're looking to get with India at very, very decent prices in play in a chase and we'll certainly be backing India at big prices at indoor if South Africa have batted first. Okay, thank you very much. Um any South Africa related in play strategies, Paul Krishnamurti, they're gonna be big here. 
Yeah, I, I like them a lot. I like them at the odds at sort of 2.94, 2.96. I think that's a very good price. It wasn't, you know, India didn't overwhelm Australia at all, just in the series just finished. And I think certainly we might get some angles on runs with South Africa. Don't overreact if they lose too early wickets, too many early wickets, because they have got plenty in the shed there. You know, you've got Stubbs, Miller, possibly Markram, Parnell, Pretorius, even Rabada, all them can bat well late. So I think the game, and, and not talking bits of India's bowling lineup at all at the moment. So um, I would say fully back South Africa runs in play overs. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Hawkins to the tops with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, yes, Sir Kamal Yadav did it in the end against Australia. Won in the last game. Uh, amazingly, it was five to one to top score in that game, and he started the series at seven to two. And he drifted, uh, despite a very very decent effort in the first game when he probably should have won. He's won eight of his last thirty one. Uh, so we'll be betting him again uh, at seven to two probably. Uh, Rahul uh, will be a short on the innings runs. Expect South Africa to really expose that weaknesses. Just bowl dead dead straight and dead dead quick and, and South Africa have certainly got the bowlers to do that and they would have done their homework on that weakness. Markram has a ridiculous record. Eight wins from his last 18. Uh, we could be getting fives 11 to two. We'll be betting him. Uh, if he doesn't play, you get your money back. Quinton de Kock is about a four to one shot on win rate. Nagidi top bowler, four wins, one tie in his last 16. Could get 100 to 30. Shamsi, well, could get grip on these services, uh, returning 11 times in 32. So lots of options there. Who do you like the sound of out of that? I like all of them, actually. That's really good. I mean, Markram, if he plays, could be a bet, but we don't know. I'm not wild about Quinton de Kock. I think he might not be quite the player he was a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, Surikumar Yadav, look, I mean, I've backed him about the last three weeks in this. Pick the wrong game. Of course, he wins in the one I'm not on. But I see he's five to one here. Again, that's just a massive price. He's very much the one to beat. And especially because I don't really fancy that India top three against South Africa's place bowlers. Also, um, if he is coming in at five, I would note Tristan Stubbs at 10 to 1. Not so sure he will play, but if he is, then 10 is big. Okay. Thank you very much. A tick for India's three match T20 series against South Africa. But just time for me to press this <laughs> the treble clacks. I'll hand you over to Paul Krish Namurti. Okay, so this pays £420 for a £10 stake. We have Alzari Joseph to be top St. Lucia wicket taker at 5 to 2. Mohammad Rizwan, top Pakistan bat in the 6th ODI. It was expect to be about 11 to 5, 9 to 4. And finally, Australia for the World Cup at 11 to 4. Okay, thank you very much. Pakistan versus England has moved to Lahore. Three games for the venue. So how do we bet on them? Find out next. Pakistan versus England T20 series has been a bit of a thriller. Only three games still to come. Wednesday, Friday and Sunday. Bet for exchange odds have been making these choice affairs. So this is a betting guide to those final three games. Edward Hawkins, what can you tell us about Lahore? Well, it's a pitch we know well, thanks to the Pakistan Super League, and we're cosy betting these games because we've got some trends to work with. 14 in the last 20 in the first innings, 160 or more. So it's good 
for batting and it's good for batting first of those 20 14 have been won by the team batting first and um, the flip side to that only eight sides both sides scoring only eight sides only eight matches where both teams have scored 160 or more so that kind of shows you that the toss bias is uh, pretty solid i think this is going to be a cracking last three matches and i think we're going to be all over these these games with loads of wages okay lovely stuff um Paul Krishnamurti, how are we playing runs then? Well, I've actually got a bigger sample here going back with previous um, PSLs and internationals. 37 games, 16 first innings were 180 plus. So it is definitely a high scoring place. But it was only three 200s, so maybe not so much on the extremes. Not that many sixes either. So it probably started around the 180, 190. Um, regarding the size I'm much much more into England I mean at the start of the series they were to clear outside as 2.4 now it's kind of evens evens I still prefer England especially now they've had a few games under their belt over there I just don't trust Pakistan if, if the openers don't get off to a good start um, whereas England I think England backing overs on England runs in the second half of the innings is generally going to pay off in the weeks ahead I really like that quartet, Ben Duckett, Harry Brook, Murray Nelly, Sam Curran. They could be capable of all sorts in the death. So maybe wait till about the 11th and 12th before going over to England. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Hawkins, you've got strident views on both sides, I'm assured. Yeah, well, I think just Pakistan are archaic. They're playing a different format to everybody else. They're very, very one-dimensional with the bat. So if Babar and Rizwan don't set up some sort of platform for them, uh, they don't really go anywhere. And even when they do set up a platform, uh, they just don't seem to have the acceleration required. The game that they played last time out, the fifth game at Karachi, I mean, how they won that game... Uh, is a bit of a mystery, really, because England had the game in their pocket with that great show from Liam Dawson at the end. And I guess he was basically ticking towards the end and didn't didn't see off the game with um, with decent game management. He should be looking just to take singles instead of trying to smash it after he'd put them brilliantly back into the match. Uh, but when you've got an archaic one-dimensional side, which Pakistan are, and then you've got a toss bias in play, if England bat first here and they're aggressive, and they've had a good look at Pakistan now, as Paul says, and they've got loads of options through that batting lineup. and they can bring in more bowlers like Wokes and Wood could start playing from Lahore now, uh, as I understand it. Uh, I just think they're so much stronger, and if England are batting first in any of these games, use that toss bias, and they're really big bets for me, England batting first. Any thoughts, Paul Krishnamurti? Do you agree with Hawkins there? I do, yeah. And I mean, of course, we know how the betting generally goes. It probably wouldn't, if England do bat first, it probably wouldn't affect the betting. So that's a very good, very good betting plan. And generally, I mean, look, I've been a cheerleader for Pakistan on this show many times in the last year or so, but I'm really unimpressed with them at the moment. I think without their gun bowler, Shahina Freedy, they're just not the same threat. And what you're saying about the batting is absolutely right. I mean, it, there are there are two team two batsmen lineup at the moment. Sham Masood is playing okay, and he's is is the potential game changer for them if he can. They I, I would have him opening with Rizwan and safe Babar personally, so to give him a bit more aggression up front. But looking towards the World Cup, I've gone right off them. Um, I'm not that wild about England either because I don't think our bowlers are anything special. 
but I think we're clearly the better side. Okay. Um, tops value with Betfest Sportsbook and any other business. Um, Hawkins, you first. Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing England taking David Malan out of the firing line uh, for these games, which makes sense because uh, he's a back foot player and the pitches haven't really suited that. Uh, so he was obviously a guy we would always follow on win win rate, but we've avoided him. Uh, I mean, I think it's interesting that Phil Salt as big as seven to two to be open in the batting. I've seen nine to two, and uh, in a in a place occasionally with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, but Moeen Ali is the outstanding value. He's going off at eight to one for the first game. That is a bet on win rate. Um, he's ideally poised to come in and do some late late order damage. He's got one win in the series so far, and we did that with betting dot betfair. We got the timing right, and I think it's time to start looking at Moeen again. Mohamed um, Nawaz hasn't had much go really with him with the Asia Cup, but kind of sportsbook have worked it out. But he's still twenty two to one, so there's a chance with him, if particularly if those uh, that Baba and Rizwan partnership gets. Uh, broken early. Rizwan is a guy to back in a couple of games if he hasn't hasn't come good. Uh, it's just so so consistent, ridiculous win rate. He's about eleven to five with Betfair Sportsbook. So uh, keep your powder dry. I'll probably do it uh, in one of these games in Lahore. Bukhshnamati. I like um, Dutchin, Harry Brook, and Ben Duckett twelve to one apiece for man in the match. I think they're both playing brilliantly. Really strong additions to the side there. For Pakistan, I mean, Ed right, Rizwan's rock solid, but I'm backing 11 to 5 shots in singles, so it's not really my cup of tea. Um, Harris Ralph, the top bowler, again, very reliable, but he's shortened up two. He's 11 to 4. He's probably the one to beat. And again, I agree with Ed. Nawaz is probably the value because they have promoted him on occasion. Okay, lovely stuff. Thank you, guys. What a great show, although I think we did miss Richard Mann's dulcet tones. Let's not tell him, though. While he soaks up the sunshine, Um, Edward Hawkins stands in for him next because it's best bet time. Okay, best bet time. Uh, Edward Hawkins standing in for Richard Mann. The guys have five points to spend on whatever they fancy. Paul Krishnamurti, you are up first. Okay, first bet, 1.5 points. Surya Kumar Yadav to be top India run scorer in the first ODI, 5-1. to one. Okay, lovely stuff. Hawkins? Yeah, I'd have gone with that one myself, actually, so that's a very strong recommendation. Yadav, we're um, in agreement there, so have, have your mortgage on it. No, don't do that. Uh, but I would say my best bet is five points England to win whenever they bat first in Lahore. I think that's such a solid wager. And that's all from me. That's all my five units on that one bet. Okay, Paul Krishnamati. Okay, in um, St. Lucia versus Jamaica, I'll have one point on both teams to score 170, a 72, and one point on both teams to score 180, a 17-2. And I'll also have half a unit on Rothman Powell, man in a match, at 14-1. to And then for my final point, I will have half a unit each, Harry Brook and Ben Duckett for man in a match, in the fourth ODI, fifth ODI, sorry, Pakistan, England. That's your best bets done. Plenty to work with there. Don't forget to check out betting Betfair. All matches previewed on there. Richard Mann's going to be back next week. So join us then. <laughs> <laughs> 